ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله عليه وسلامه وعلى اله واصحابه ومن استنى بسنته اجمعين يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد my dear respected brothers and sisters we as muslims should take pride in who we are we have a bit of a crisis going on in the 21st century with regards to us Muslims, where our identity and our core as to who we are and what we believe is shaky. We are afraid to profess that which we believe in. We are afraid of censorship, and we are afraid of criticism, and we are afraid of being labeled as X, Y, Z. But in reality, we have plenty in our deen to be proud of. We have plenty in our history and in our heritage to be proud of. And we need to harness that and really show that pride. And when I say pride, I don't mean the pride of shaitan. The pride that is, Ana khayrun mink. Ana khayrun minhu khalaqtani min nalin wa khalaqtahu min teen. That I am better than Adam alayhi salam because you created me from fire and you created him from mud. The essence of me is better. Takabbur or kibbut or pride the satanic shaitan pride that is characterized by you recognizing yourself as being the perfect individual being characterized with perfection and grandeur you see yourself as having these characteristics and others not having the same as you so you look down on them the prophet when defining pride the satanic pride the bad type of pride he described it as that you reject the truth not because of what the, the truth is rather because who it is coming from you see yourself as having the truth nobody can harness the truth except me nobody can speak the truth except me the truth does not manifest on anybody's tongue except mine and my own so if anybody speaks to me I know that he is speaking falsehood because only I can speak the truth only I have wisdom only I can advise and nobody can advise me Waghamatunas and looking down on others. Seeing yourself as better than them. I drive a nicer car than him. Who is he? I do more ibadah than he does. Who is he? I have more ilm than he does. Who is he? Badrul Haqi Waghamatunas. That's the satanic type of kibbutz. That's the satanic type of pride. I'm not talking about that type of pride. I'm talking about the pride that you are uh, strong in your belief. You have firm foundations. If someone tries to. Uh, poke fun at you, if someone tries to denigrate you, if someone tries to insult you, you know how to stand up for yourself. You know how to push back that insult. 
You know how to tell them what is right and what is wrong. You know where your moral compass comes from and where it is directed to. You know who drew the line for you between haq and bad, between right and wrong. Nobody from the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can tell you what is right and wrong other than the Creator Himself. That's the kind of pride I'm talking about. Be proud in who you are. Be proud as a Muslim. Be proud that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you the principles in the Quran. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa has lived those principles in his life through the sunnah. Sallallahu alayhi wa And that is why his life is exemplary for us to follow. You have in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa a perfect example. For the one who wishes, hopes for the akhirah. The one who hopes in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, meeting him on the day of judgment. And we will know that that is going to be our end. Our life is limited. We're going to live for a certain period of time, and we're going to die, and we're going to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Are we going to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being weak and meager, being afraid of the fact that he gave us this message? He gave us this revelation. We inherited it, okay, albeit from our forefathers. We just happen to be born into Islam for the vast majority of us. But those of us who have come into Islam from outside, we've accepted Islam because of the truth that it holds. But yeah, most of us have been born uh, Muslim. But the point is, we should have that pride in us from a very young age. The Prophet would instill this into our youngsters. Abdullah uh, bin We know the famous orator, the famous narrator of Hadith. Very young child when he was uh, sort of uh, a Muslim. And he came into Islam at a very young age. And the Prophet he taught him some words. And if these words were to be spoken to a child today, any one of you lot, any father, any elder, would say, Brother, this guy is too young. Why are you speaking to him these words? Let him enjoy life, let him play, give him the PS5, give him some Xbox, let him play some, uh, I don't know, FIFA 22 is out or something like that. Or let him watch some uh, UFC, uh, Islam, Makashevi's fighting tonight. So let him watch that. It's cool, man. Let him, let him relax. Why are you putting on this burden of point? But the Prophet had a different mentality, had a different ideal in mind. He knew that if you plant these seeds in our youth from a very young age, then these, these seeds will then flourish and grow into firmly rooted uh, trees. And we know that trees last for millions of years. Okay, check this out. The Prophet he said to Abdullah ibn Abbas, he said, Three things he gave Abdullah ibn Abbas advice. And the way he gave him advice was beautiful. Abdullah ibn Abbas was walking behind the Prophet. Imagine the Prophet walking. Abdullah ibn Abbas, a little young kid, walking in the shadow of the Prophet behind him. The Prophet turns to him, grabs him by the hand, and brings him forward and stands him by his side. And they're walking together, side by side. And the Prophet is holding his hand. And he says to him these three words, these three advices. Be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wherever you are. Have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your heart wherever you are. In whatever situation you find you find yourself in. Wherever you find yourself. Whether you are in school, whether you're at work, whether you're with your family, or with your friends, wherever you are, have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your heart. Yes, How are you supposed to have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your heart? You're just a young kid. What are you going to know about having Allah in your heart? As a father, as an elder, I want to be relatable to you. So let me talk about the UFC, let me talk about football, let me talk about what's happening in the world today in order to, for me to be relatable uh, to our youngsters. But no, the Prophet doesn't care about being relatable or not. He knows that 
He is sent as a rahmat to al-alameen. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ He's already got that love from people because of his character. And he's not looking for love from people, he's looking to teach them so that they can grow into proper human beings, sociable human beings, disciplined human beings, human beings that can tell right from wrong, and that can bring justice to society. So he said, tell them, اِتَّقِ Be mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wherever you are. Know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is watching you, even when nobody else can see you. Know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with you, even when everybody else is absent. Know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will hold you to account for everything that you do, both the good and the bad. If you do good, Allah will reward you, and if you do bad, Allah will punish you. If you are in a position of power, make sure you are just when you use that power. If you are in a position of servitude and subservience, make sure you do right by those who you are serving. If you do something wrong, do something right after it. Don't be held back by your sins. Don't be held back by your mistakes. Every single one of us is going to make a mistake. We have this like um, uh, this perfectionist complex. We have to do everything perfect. And if we don't do anything perfect, then we're not going to do it at all. Right? And you don't want to be seen as doing something wrong either. Who wants to be seen as doing something wrong? Who wants to be pulled up and saying, Brother, you did this wrong. You should have done it like this. Yeah, Allah. I don't want to hear that from you. I don't want to hear that from anybody. I want everybody to sing my praises. I want everybody to tell me how perfect I am as a human being. I want everybody to tell, tell me how amazing I am as a Muslim. I want those types of praises. But I know I can't get there straight away. I know I need to learn. I know I need to falter. I know any skill that you learn, any skill that you learn, you're going to flop the first time. Who here is, uh, is a carpenter? Who here knows woodwork? One guy is there, mashallah. Allah died. That means every single one of us that doesn't know woodwork, as soon as we start to carve something out of wood, we're going to do it wrong. We're going to make a mistake. We're going to break that plank of wood. And it's not going to come out as a beautiful sculpture. It's going to come out as something ugly. And no one's going to recognize what it is that we're doing. That's how we falter. But we learn over time. But because of our perfectionist mentality, we don't want to falter. We want to be perfect straight away. What the Prophet is teaching Abdullah ibn Abbas here is that it's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to get something wrong. On the condition that you make it right afterwards. On the condition that your intention is to make it right, not to continue and to perpetuate that wrong. I did it wrong, so I'm going to do it wrong again. I'm going to do it wrong again. Nobody, nobody believes that I can do it right anyway, so let me keep doing it wrong. That's not the mentality you should have. You make a mistake, you say it's too far. You make a mistake, you pray two rakah. You make a mistake, you make sure you don't repeat that mistake again. What that does is that allows you to free yourselves from the shackles of your past. You're no longer held back by the things that you did before. The mistakes that you made when you were young. The mistakes that define you, that everybody else identifies you by. Ah, brother, I know you when you were little. And I remember you did X, Y, Z. And you think that you can be religious now? You think that you can grow a beard and say, La ilaha illallah, and everyone's going to believe what you said? I know what you used to do. It's wiped away with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so it should be wiped away with you as a mu'min. And be with people in the best of character. Be the best you can possibly be when you are around people. Do not allow them to see your bad side. And everybody has a bad side. Everybody has a wacky side. Everybody has a crazy side. You need to control that crazy side. 
The Prophet was sent so that he can perfect our manners. The whole Quran is designed so that it is to perfect our character. And when we perfect our character, we become leaders of people. We become leaders of people. Why? Because right? that they plan and Allah planned and Allah is the best of planners. Right? The planning of those who are evil, the planning of those who are associated with shaitan, the planning of those who are imperfect in what they do and they're not striving for ikhlas and not striving for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, their end is always going to, uh, or their, their affair is always going to end. And whatever is done for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to stay for eternity. It's going to continue. It's not going to go away. The haq has come. Truth has manifested itself. Allah and His Messenger have come with the message. And Baatil is there, but it's going to be wiped out. Baatil in its essence is there to be wiped out. It's there to go away. It's just there filling a void. Baatil is only ever there, and falsehood is only ever there when truth, when the right, when what is right is absent. In the absence of truth, falsehood prevails. But when truth is there, there is no space for falsehood. We need to perfect our manners, perfect our character. And character can only be perfected through suffering, through discipline, through hardship. When we pray, we have to force ourselves to wake up in the morning for pleasure. We can't be sleeping all night. We can't be sleeping until the sun comes up and it's like 9 o'clock in the morning and I just wake up. I know it's half time holidays and stuff, but wake up. We can't be complacent in what we do. Rather, we need to strive and struggle. We need to work hard. We need to put our head down. And we shouldn't be focusing on victimization. As Muslims, we are portrayed in society as terrorists, as people who are backwards, people who believe in God, and God is this fake concept. We are people who aren't productive members of society. That's how Muslims are viewed. And it's very easy when you're viewed like that to be the victim. To always say that when things go wrong, it's not because of me, it's not because of what I've done, or it's not because of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decided or decreed for me, it's because of these guys. These guys are prejudiced against me. These guys are holding me back. These guys are telling me that I am X, Y, Z, and that, that's why I don't have any opportunities to get a job. I don't have any opportunities to further my career. I can't do anything because of these guys and their prejudice. It's because of mainstream media. The Prophet ﷺ was victimized probably more than any one of us in this room. He was placed in a valley with the rest of his companions. He didn't get any food or water. And whatever they did get was done from means that the Quraysh didn't know about. That was the reality of the Prophet And not, one, not once did he ever play the victim card. Well, actually, let me correct myself. He only played the victim card in one instance and one instance only. Do you know when that was? When he raised his hands to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the only ever time that he complained to, to anyone of his victimhood. That he was on the receiving end of all of these tyrannies. Otherwise, he was proud in what he was sent with. He was proud in what he believed with. He fought for what he believed in. He stood up for what he believed in. And he didn't care that they were persecuting him and they were prejudiced against him and they were prejudiced against his people. He knew that this world 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had promised that this world was going to be inherited by those who are righteous. And what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala means by those who are righteous is those who have uh, good character, those who have perfected their character. That is who the Sadiqun are. Those who have the ability to enact tyranny when they're in power, but they choose not to because of their righteousness, because of their discipline, and because of their character. So inshallah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that pride in our hearts, that we are proud of ourselves, we are proud of being Muslims, and we are proud of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed. And the only way to be proud of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed to us is to come and understand and learn what it is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed. And the masjid is that best place to do it. There are halaqat and there are all sorts of things going on here where you can learn that and the keys uh, are there for you to unlock those doors. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us to do all of those things. Aqulu qawmi hadha wa astaghfirullah alayhi wa lakum wa lisa'ibu muslimin wa astaghfirullah alayhi wa lakum wa lisa'ibu muslimin wa astaghfirullah alayhi wa lakum wa lisa'ib